All right, everybody. Welcome to BO Boys for Thursday, December 21st. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. That one's for Kirk. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, I am reporting live from suburbia. The holiday week has begun for me. I am at my sister's house out in the suburbs. So I'm up in the attic right now recording. If you're watching on YouTube, there is like a weird picture behind me that I can't exactly tell who it was. I think it was left here in the attic by the previous owners of this house. I do not think that this picture of an old man who's possibly Walt Whitman, possibly Einstein, possibly uh, one of the apostles, I'm not sure, but uh, he's up here. This is the attic, and I'm reporting from up here in suburbia, and we have a lot of new releases coming out. You know, I think we should focus on the ones coming out this Friday, December 22nd, Then there's also releases coming out on Christmas Day. We've also got Big news from the world of movies. We got Kang could be out at Marvel. Could Paramount be out, is out. Is out. Kang is out. Well, we know the actor, Jonathan Majors, who is Kang, is out wow. of Kang. We we will talk later. Is Kang the character out? Has okay. Kang been conquered? Of course, you could always recast. We'll get to that. Warner Brothers and Paramount are meeting behind closed doors about, uh, you know, sewing each other together at an evil alliance. So we'll talk about that. Let's get to these movies coming out for the Christmas weekend, the Christmas Eve weekend coming out Friday, December 22nd. I think let's start with the big one, the big fish, as they say, Aquaman 2, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom comes out this Friday. And I mean, we've talked about this guy for a while and he's here. Aquaman's coming ashore. Do you think he will be dead on the beach when we find him? I mean, not completely dead, but I mean, th- this is looking really rough. Now, r- there are reports that pre-sales are increasing and they're now currently surpassing the Flash, Blue Beetle, and the Marvels. Okay. So that's a report that's coming now. Wow. So maybe okay. there's some interest here at the very tail end, you know, of this press cycle. Mm. But still, we're talking the Flash, we're talking Blue Beater, we're talking the Marvels. We're not talking Guardians 3. Right. We're not talking Ant-Man Quantumania. Right. We're not talking we're we're not I mean, we're not talking Black Adam. So right. the fact we're not that this is surpassing those three movies is positive in a sense but at the end of the day it is one of those things where it's like if you are taking unsuccessful movies as your yardstick then you are not in a position to be winning right i mean listen this movie is going to be an underperformer on some level Mm -hmm. you know i think that's the question is is this going to sink as low as a Blue Beetle or a Shazam 2 Fury of the Gods, does it have some chance of doing, I mean, what's crazy to say now, but you look at what the business The Flash did in June, can Aquaman 2 do that domestically? I mean, it's it's sort of like what we said about the Marvels. I think if Aquaman 2 opened up in June, Mm -hmm. it would have probably done pretty well. Yeah. You know? I think the worst thing Aquaman 2 has going for it now is following that stink from all of the DC movies that bombed and the Marvels. The press for these superhero movies is so bad. But I do think Aquaman is probably the movie that should have done the best out of all of these this year. The fact that it's just coming out last is its biggest hurdle. Like People are just so done with this movie. Clayton, did you see what the premiere party for Aquaman 2 was what it was an inflatable pool it, it was it was an inflatable it was basically a backyard birthday party yeah like this is it got no red carpet premiere Jason Momoa showed up and I think was handing out like popsicles yeah or, or something in a in a you know VA these those what what was what's those uh things that are in like the plastic sleeve that come in like a a metric ton box. Yep. 
Yeah. And, and you don't even know which flavor you're getting until you've already opened it, you know, because that plastic is so thick, you can't even see what color the popsicle is. That is yeah. the level of product that he, that he was handing out. It, it's like the, the party, I think, took place in the Knights of Columbus. It, it was just mm-hmm. a complete uh, low rent affair, which shows at this point, Warner Brothers is just fully checked out on promoting this movie. If Aquaman 2 got the push that the Flash did in June, I think it would have done it would have done so much better than the Flash did. So much better. Well, the other thing is that this movie ended up costing so so much mm-hmm. that it's got a 205 million dollar budget. And so Warner Brothers scaled back marketing and it still is going to cost a hundred million dollars to market this movie, and they're scaling back because they they don't want to throw good money after bad. Right, right. So I, I think the thing is, is like even even if this movie does fine, it's still going to be a financial disaster for Warner Brothers. Like theatrical is one thing, box office is one thing. I know we don't talk about budgets. But mm. in this case, it's just another failure that is going to make these movies impossible to make in the future in yeah. the way they're being made. Yeah. I mean, well, this is the last one until, you know, Joker 2 is going to come out next year. That has nothing to do with the success of these movies. Joker 2 is going to be its own thing. Lady Gaga's in it. They're singing. Joaquin's back as Joker. Yeah. And that Superman movie is going to come out five years from now, if it ever comes out, the James Gunn Superman. I I mean, you know, we'll talk about this when the results come in. I think one of the big problems was James Gunn publicly washing his hands of all of these DC movies that were filmed before he came in. And I'm sorry, it it doesn't matter if Aquaman's never going to meet the James Gunn Superman. Just pretend he was going to. I I don't understand why James Gunn Mm -hmm sold out all of these movies that were coming out this summer and especially Aquaman. I don't know why he sold out this Aquaman. Just say, I love the Jason Momoa Aquaman. He'll hang out with my Superman. And then when it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Who cares? Who's going to hold him to that five years from now? Well, Pat, you'll remember though, when the flash came out, James Gunn said it was one of the best superhero movies he'd ever seen. He said that. So he did not throw that under the bus, okay? Mm -hmm. I think when public opinion moved, he had to then pivot with public opinion and say, you know what? This stuff is not what I'm going to do. Right, right. I I like The Flash, but that's not mine. And Aquaman, that's not mine. Not my Aquaman, he says, right? So he had to pivot because of all of these movies failing and really, and I know the Marvel's lowest opening, all that stuff, all that stuff. I just think historically we need to put this on record and we are the podcast of record when it comes to box office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The movie that poisoned the well is Quantumania. Wow. We do not look at Marvel's as the thing that destroyed the MCU. Mm-hmm. If you're going to, it's, it's, it was an act of, it was attrition. It was attrition. I understand attrition, right? right. But the movie that poisoned the well for all superhero movies was Quantumania Mm. because it just put everything together that makes these movies bad and uninspiring. Mm. And I'm not going to point my finger at one person for that. I'm not going to put my finger at the director like Kevin Feige tried to do with the Marvels. Right. Okay. There's so many factors, but the fact is that is the one. That is the one. Everything after it has underperformed because people hated that movie so, so much. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's that one. I mean, Black Adam gets a pass because Black Panther came out right after that and sort of washed away Black Adam being a bomb, which I had said for weeks and weeks and weeks. Everyone go back and listen to our episodes. I always said Black Adam was a bomb for weeks and weeks. You're right. Quantum Mania led to where we are with Aquaman 2. Lost Kingdom is going to be, I mean, you know, we'll give our numbers later. Right now, are you feeling that it will be bigger than what the Flash was in June? Like, do you think it's at that point or do you think it's going to do Blue Beetle 
to um, you know Shazam to Fury the God Gar- God's numbers? Is it fallen that low? I mean, again, the premiere the other day was in a Knights of Columbus, a fan screening pre-party where Jason Momoa was handing out popsicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. God, the thing is, the the difference with Flash is that you had an actor where they couldn't promote and yeah. not because of a strike. Right. Where Momoa's been everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I think that... Oh, you know what? Actually, okay. So this report that I was looking at was about Brazil. Okay. The, the pre-sales. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, in the U.S., it's not it's not tracking at the level of of the yeah. Flash or Black Adam. Okay, yeah. so that was Brazil. So that was Brazil. Maybe, Bra- Brazil, they're happy about Aquaman. They don't. Yeah, maybe Brazil. But having said that, and having seen that, mm-hmm. I do think we're looking at under Flash. Yeah, uh, we have to. We have to be. We have to be. We have to be. Yeah, I, I I mean, I'm feeling this could do Blue Beetle. I think this could be a full-on opening weekend nightmare. It could do some business in the week, the Christmas week, when everyone has days off and nothing to do on the Wednesday. But I think this weekend is going to be a disaster. Aquaman 2, Lost Kingdom, I think, is going to be a disaster. Partly because I, I think Wonka is going to be very strong this weekend. Can I give you some boots-on-the-ground reporting? Yes. I saw Wonka this Today, earlier today, you know, I, I I took the day off, told everyone in the office, don't bother me. Yeah. Don't ring my phone because I ain't picking up. Out of office. Hold all calls. I said, hold all calls because I was taking my niece. I have three nieces, but I took the oldest one, six years old. People, listeners of this show, remember when I took her to her first movie, which was The Munions, back in July of 2021. She was on the show, gave a incredible review of the Munions, the Minions movie, Rise of Gru, and took her today to see Wonka. Clayton, I can report Wonka is fantastic. Timothy Chalamet is indeed a movie star. And, and I took my six-year-old niece, took my 70-plus-year-old mother. I, of course, am the perfect age. We don't have to say what that age is, but perfect Millennial. age. Gen X, of course, but perfect age Gen X. And all three of us loved this movie. My mom said Chalamet's a star. She picked two people who are movie stars. We had this conversation with Kirk Minahan the other day. Kirk, I'll tell you right now, my mom, who's been a movie watcher since day one of her life, movie fan as 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 movie fan as it gets, she said the two movie stars right now are Timothy Chalamet. And the the man who played Elvis in the Elvis movie, not Jacob Elordi. She does not care for him. But Austin Butler and Timothy Chalamet, my mom has picked them as our movie stars. Chalamet is great in Wonka. Clayton Hugh Grant as this Oompa Loompa. Fantastic. My niece was falling off of her chair, laughing at everything this Oompa Loompa did. This movie is fantastic. This movie is going to have incredible legs. The audience that I was with loved it. I loved it. Multi-generational. Wonka is going to be a big, big movie for the next two weeks. I think that is going to just suck all the air out of the room when it comes to big family four-quadrant entertainment. Yes. This is the movie. That's the movie. Yeah, I mean, so uh, right now, you know, you're looking at for this Aquaman, Box Office Pro says 29 to 38. And so that... I think it could go go on the low end. I mean, we'll get to our predictions, but I I think this movie has no studio support. Mm -hmm. Superhero fatigue is real. They did the premiere party in the Knights of Columbus in a school gymnasium. And I think Wonka is just going to be the movie that people are talking about because of this Hugh Grant Oompa Loompa, because Chalamet's got the star power, the story works. And this Paul King, director of the Paddington movies, director of Wonka, this is a guy. 
this is a big tentpole blockbuster director right here. So this guy's a dog. This guy, yeah. He's a he's a road dog, this guy. He's a dog. Yeah. He's okay. he's gonna be big. This guy should be directing summer or Christmas movies every other year. This Wonka movie is going to be huge the next two, three weeks. This is the movie. So I think Aquaman and Warner Brothers didn't care. The only commercials I've been seeing for Aquaman are I've seen Warner Brothers do commercials for all three of their Christmas movies together. Mm-hmm. Color Have purple. you seen these where it's Wonka, Color Purple, and Aquaman? And those are the only times I see Aquaman at this point. Wonka gets its own promotion. Aquaman has to be shoved into 10 seconds of a 30-second Wonka commercial. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, it's like when they used to do Leno, then Conan, then whatever later. that later. Then it'd be like, yeah. And I'm like, and also later with Greg Kinnear. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. then stay tuned for later. And it's like, okay, stay tuned for later. What's, what's yes. on later? Who's on later? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Stay, stay tuned for Aquaman and Lost Kingdom. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly. 100%. That's what it is. Wonka is Greg Kinnear later situation. Wonka is Leno. Color Purple is Conan. Mm-hmm. And then Aquaman and Lost Kingdom. That's Greg Kinnear. Stay tuned for later. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's the situation right now. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you're Warner Brothers, it makes sense. Y- y- this is a living uh, IP that you're dealing with, Wonka. Yes. This is a popular IP. You've got yep. a star, which is great. Yep. Uh, a, a, a star that is also in another one of your big movies coming out next year. And then you've got this guy who, yeah, well, he's a nice guy, right? Nice guy. Could be a monster. Who knows? Either way. Who knows? Jason Momoa who maybe will never be employed by you ever again. Right. And Very then, possible. and then uh, who are you going to put your money behind? You're not going to put your money behind the guy who maybe could never work for you again. Right. Right. What's the point? And everybody's already assuming this thing's going to bomb. So even if it, what is another hundred billion dollars of promotion going to get this movie? Right. Right. Will it even get it $5 million more? Exactly. Will it give it $10 million more? No. This movie is going to get what it's going to get no matter what. Yes. Because you yeah. could pu- you could put this on the side of every bus in America mm-hmm. and people are done. Yeah. People will say, I'll wait for the next bus. Exactly. There might be. There might be. Uh, I'll wait for uh, the Wonka bus. Right. City public transit offices who are refusing bus ads for Aquaman because they don't want to. This is out of service. They don't want people to ignore those buses and then overcrowd the non-Aquaman buses. That that is mm-hmm. how unpopular the superhero stuff is today. Clayton, let's get into another one of the big movies coming out this Friday, December twenty second. Anyone but you, Glenn Powell, Sidney Sweeney, rom com. I mean, this is one that had a lot of bad buzz when these mm-hmm. trailers dropped. You know, they dropped that original trailer that made it seem like Fifty Shades of Grey, no comedy, just, you know, uh, hot people on el- helicopters, but in a way that there wasn't going to be sex. It was very weird. Then they did the more rom com trailer that was supposed to be funny, but people are like, this isn't funny. Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone did a parody of it that got more press than any of the anyone but you trailers got. We're days out from this movie. Rom-com. Is, is there any buzz for this movie? And also, why are they putting a rom-com out on Christmas weekend? This is honestly the most sexless weekend of the year. Who's getting horny on the Friday night before Christmas Eve? I mean... Listen, it's a new world, Pat. It's it's okay. a different generation. So people could be horny whenever they want to be horny. I don't think the old rules as to what holiday you could be horny on still hold true. Okay. So I'll say that. Okay. But, but, but these, listen, I'm not saying the younger generation is sexless or that the younger, maybe they're even more sex filled than our generation was, our Gen X generation. But they're okay. still Extra going home. They're still going home for the holiday weekend. So back in their, back in their studio apartments, they might have every sex toy, every butt plug, every sex swing, every, you know, uh, lickable underwear, whatever it is, these kids are using. They're not bringing them home to the family Christmas. 
You know, I don't think even they Pat. are all sexed up on the Friday before Christmas. Number one, a lot of people are now with their found families over the holidays. Okay. okay. That's a thing. Look it up. Okay. But what I'm saying is things fail until they don't fail. Mm-hmm. Weekends are bad for movies until they're not. This does not necessarily mean that rom-coms are a bad choice on Christmas because a lot of rom-coms aren't don't have this sexual overtone. I mean, are you saying Sleepless in Seattle is sex like like sexual? Like a rom-com in itself isn't necessarily sexual. This one te- is hypersexual in an odd and off-putting way. And I think if we were talking about a different movie, we wouldn't be saying rom-coms don't work on Christmas. We would, mm-hmm. While you were sleeping, if that came out on Christmas, we wouldn't say that thing has no chance, right? The problem with this movie is that it looks like it stinks. The two stars had a fake controversy where it seemed like people were saying they're going to sleep with each other and they have no chemistry on or off screen. Mm-hmm. This thing is tracking lower than Iron Claw. Iron Claw well, is going to beat this movie. It, this thing could make under a million dollars. It could be Armageddon time. Oh my for god. For this film. Anyone but you, it could be Armageddon time. Wow. I mean $800,000. It's possible. For nobody, the weekend. Nobody's going to see this movie. Wow. So does this I mean, we'll talk about it when we get these results. I mean, this could be a kind of a career-killing opening weekend for Glenn Powell and Sidney Sweeney. You know, not to overstate yeah. it, but if this is a uh, under $1 million opening, which I'd be hard-pressed to imagine it's going to do that low, but if this is an Armageddon time, Sidney Sweeney and Glenn Powell might not get a chance like this again. Sweeney you know. for sure. Because Hollywood is so much crueler right. to leading ladies. Right. But yeah, Glenn Powell might still have the, okay, he was in Maverick though. He was in Maverick, you know, but Sydney Sweeney, this could be devastating for her. Yeah. I mean, Sydney Sweeney's going to be- Madam Webb, because Madam Webb is going to bomb too. Yeah. Yeah. This could be a really rough one too for her. I mean, we'll see when the results come in. I'm looking at, so the writer director of this film- Will Gluck, he's a guy who's been making, directing movies since 2009, directed Fired Up, which I feel like as a movie you would have been into. Do you remember Fired Up 2009? Yes. That feels like a very Clayton watching on uh, Tubi movie. It's very funny that you say that, that it's a movie about two males who go to a cheerleading camp in order to pick up women. Correct? Correct. Yes, yes. This is a movie that I have watched in the past year on Tubi, and I've I enjoyed it. Wow. Wow. So here's Will Gluck's just quickly some of the movies. He's made a lot of hits, you know, or a lot of these romantic comedies that have done business that I mean any anyone but you wishes it's gonna be able to do. He's easy A. That made fifty eight domestic. Friends with Benefits, 55 domestic. You know, he did the Annie movie that made 85 million. Did the two Peter Rabbit movies. We've covered that on this show. Of course, Peter Rabbit hopped too far away with the runaway and, and never landed on a good release date. But the first one did 115. So he has made hits and he specifically has made two, I would say, romantic comedy hits, Easy A and Friends with Benefits. I mean, Easy A is not a romantic comedy, but is a star driven comedy. And for this movie to do well when it was mm-hmm. greenlit but it, I mean it just seems like no one cares about this I, I think the weekend is bad I know you disagree any weekend could be anything but I'm hard pressed to figure out why they slotted a rom-com on Christmas weekend just open this thing in February I, I guarantee it would have done several million better in February, everything else being exactly the same. Same trailer, same movie. I I just don't get why it's coming out on Christmas. Of course it would do better, but it was not going to be a hit. Yeah. 
Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll give our numbers, but do you feel like this is Armageddon time for anyone but you? That low? Um, that's, that's very I low. think it makes a million. I think yeah. it makes a million. Um, you mentioned the Iron Claw, mm-hmm. and that's tracking ahead of anyone but you. We've talked a lot about this movie the last few weeks. Von Erich's story, A24, Zac Efron just juiced to the gills. He looks like a monster, and we love it. And, and you got the guy from the Bear, Carmi from the Bear is in this. MJF from AEW, is a, he's got a cameo in this. He's a producer on it. This movie's getting great reviews. It's obviously a very sad story, but I think this movie's going to do well. I think Iron Claw really could be one of A24's biggest movies when all's said and done. I, I'm I'm really feeling it with this movie. Yeah. I think this is a, a guy's movie. It's a date movie. It's a, a, a sports fan movie. It's also a film fan movie. Mm-hmm. A24 bros. I think this is going to do well. Yeah, I mean, this will be the... This will definitely be the man's choice mm-hmm. for this weekend. But also... A lot of eye candy. Yes. Here, right? Yep. A lot of hot beefcake. Yep. So you get you'll get the girls, you get the gays, which we always sleep on, but we're gonna yes. stop sleeping on them. Gotta stop sleeping on the gays. The gay and queer community. Yep. There's things for them here too. Yeah. Other than just a great story. Yep. Um, I think that that is gonna propel this movie to be one of A24's top earners. I agree. I just yeah. think there's too much momentum here. It's got a very hot star in Jeremy Allen White. Yep. Where everybody has had him in their home. Everybody feels like they know him. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to see him in a different thing. Yeah. I want to see, could this guy pop? Zach Efron, you know, this guy gets so many shots, but I think everybody's rooting for him. You know, new face, old face. We're rooting for Zach Efron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then wrestling at pretty much it's, I mean, at a cultural peak in the sense of legitimacy. Yes. As in a legitimate form of entertainment where the Attitude Era, as much as it was prominent, Mm -hmm. it was still maligned. Yes. It had wrestling porno stars and pimps in it. So it was, it was a tough sell to the main, you know, to, to, uh, to, you know, to everyone who wasn't fans. It was a tough sell. Now. If someone says, hey, I'm going to see uh, WrestleMania, I'm going to an AEW show, people aren't going to be like, what are you, an animal? Right. They're going to be like, oh, that'll be cool. Right. 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 They got the, oh, that's the show, has the guy who gives the the weak thumbs up. He's funny. We like the, yeah, Clayton's doing the Orange Cassidy. Yeah. It's, there. there is a more acceptance for that as an art form now. And I think that's going to translate to people who like movies are going to say, oh, I'll see a movie about that form of entertainment that we've all agreed is acceptable at this point. So, yeah, and yeah, like you said, Zac Efron ha- just has general goodwill. People like him. He's tried stuff over the years that didn't really work. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I, the, his bad grandpa with De Niro was not one of De Niro's better grandpa films. No. Um, but I think people have always stayed on his side. The worm never turned on him. Everyone always wants him to do well. And this is, you know, this is probably going to end up being his most critically lauded performance, for sure. Yes. I mean, the fact that he's getting Oscar buzz does mean that, yes, this is the most critically lauded performance he will have had up to this point. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got a couple of news items we want to touch on, but do we want to do our top fives for this Christmas week? Oh, and migration comes out. Migration comes out. Clint, can I give you some? Can I give you boots on the ground reporting for that movie? Sure. So here's my boots on the ground reporting. They play the migration trailer before Wonka today, and after the movie. And my six year old niece was on a high from Wonka. She loved Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompa. Just loved that whole movie. She was on a movie high. We're walking home, and. My mother, her grandmother, asked her, would you like me to take you to see that next week, migration? And and then she goes, what is that? My niece said, what is that? She goes, that was the trailer they showed about the cartoon birds. And she said, no. 
Yeah. And we asked, do you not want to see a movie? She goes, no, I want to see a movie. I don't want to see that. It looked like a baby movie. And it didn't look funny. That was what she said. But you know what? She's very excited to see a movie this weekend. We're going to see a screening of Elf. We're going to see an Elf screening this weekend, and she cannot wait to see Elf. So she's all in on movie theaters. She's all in on movies. Wants nothing to do with migration. Nothing to do with it. Yeah, I think the consensus here is very bland premise. Nothing really making this stick out as exciting for young people. Right. It's just birds. It's just birds. So I think Illumination, uh, this is going to be their first outright flop. Mm-hmm. And well, it's Hop, a flop since Hop, if you remember their film Hop, was not a flop, but I think that seems to be the, the, uh, is that going to be the bar that they could get past? Oh, uh, let's look at Hop's numbers. I feel like maybe Hop did better than, dude, Hop. Yeah. Did 108 domestic. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, again, and not a 188 flop. 188 worldwide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And are you sure that's Illumination? I, I am pretty sure that that is an Illumination film, obviously. It the is. Boys podcast at gmail.com. It is Illumination. But that $108 million, I mean, do we think that's where migration could end up? I mean, hop oh, in... It- 2011 opened at 37 million. Migration's not doing that. Uh, yeah, and I think migration goes lower. Absolutely, I, yeah. I think it goes lower than that. Um, yeah. We got, and I teased this a long time ago because Adam from the Stacks was on this back in November, November okay. 30th. Sure, read Adam from the Stacks. OG wanna be oh boy. Yes. The first email we ever received was from Adam from the Stacks. Wow. He says, B.O. Boys, Illumination will likely see its first full out flop with migration. Okay. This is Adam saying this, not us. For half of the nation, when they see a new cartoon called Migration, they automatically interpret it as a pro immigration film. Conservatives will opt out and Illumination will lose half of its potential domestic. It's probably a good movie, but they should have named it Christmas Duck Family. Wow. Thank you, Adam, from the stacks. That is. Directly from the stacks. That is directly from the stacks. Yes. Yes. True boots on the ground. Mud, mud covered boots on the ground from the stacks. So mm-hmm. I'll say one thing. Those are $40 work boots. Yes. So my niece, who has no interest in seeing migration, I could say with utmost certainty, her reason isn't because she thought it was a pro-immigration movie. She That's not her stacks. Yeah, she just didn't have interest. Yeah. She's not from the stacks. She is, you know, coastal elite. Mm-hmm. She's in the burbs, but still a big city. And her reason is just the birds don't look funny. Mm-hmm. I like things that are funny. I want to see Elf. I want to see Wonka again. But I, I could, you know, Adam's got a point. You know, we've seen a lot of this for whatever reason, certain parts of the country rejecting Disney. And maybe they do reject migration because of whatever perceived politics they have. I I think the bigger issue is just going to be, it's a movie about cartoon birds and there's not really a hook here. There's not really, you know, there's not really a a big voice actor that anyone's going to be excited Mm -hmm. about. Like there's just not much to the, the selling of migration other than it is a cartoon, which of course... Is something rats need their cheese. Obviously, we always forget that. But Pat, they have Brie. Yeah. They have Brie out there right now. Yeah. If they didn't have Brie, I'd say, okay, maybe this could do something. Right. If we were in a Brie free zone right now. Right. No Brie. Right. I would say, yeah, migration will do better than we're expecting. Right. But Wonka is Brie. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, and this is Limburger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you nailed it. Wonka is going to be, we said at the beginning, it's going to suck all the air out of the room for Aquaman and probably for migration. And, and, and you know what? There's a, probably a lot of theaters screening Will Ferrell's elf this weekend, and that'll probably take a bite out of migration because 
it's just a, a more interesting or a more interesting choice. So yeah, I, I think migration and and uh something to think about is you look at Illuminations a year, Super Mario Brothers, second biggest movie of the year, other than Barbie, biggest Illumination movie ever. And you might have migration be their smallest movie of all time. And that's now, the way yeah. things go. You know? Now, I hate to use Pixar as an example because now we know where yep. Pixar is. I know where you're going here. But, I mean, Inside Out and Good Dinosaur. I mean, that was, but, I mean, at that time, Good Dinosaur was an outlier. It was shocking how badly that movie did. But it was thrown off to the side as, well, we did two in the same year. We had one of the biggest ones. Maybe this wasn't one of our best ones, but we'll rebound. You know, they did. They had big movies after that. But now... All these movies, these Pixar movies that are coming out, the yardstick now is going to beat uh, um, uh, uh, the uh, the uh, what is it? Done? I can't even remember what it's called now. The, good, dinosaur. Uh, good dinosaur. Yeah. Now, can it beat the good dinosaur? That's the question. Is it gonna is it gonna make as much as the good dinosaur? Which is terrible to even be in a conversation at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's going to be interesting because the thing is. Christmas weekend and then, you know, next week, people go to the movies. Mm -hmm. And so I think by default, some of these movies will do better than they should. Mm -hmm. Migration, I think, is the most likely to get that. I don't think Aquaman and I don't think anyone but you are going to really get big boosts from just people having to see something. But migration is still mm-hmm. going to be on the very low end of what Illumination does and what big animated movies typically do, I think. It just has yeah. nothing really going for it. So with that said, shall we do our projected top fives for no. the No, no. We do news and then we do our top fives. We make them wait. Uh, we make them wait. Okay. Let's do let's do our It's like you've hit. never done a radio show before, Pat. Yeah, that's that's what people wait for. They wait for the top 5s. You make them wait. Should should we do should we do uh traffic and weather right now? Do you how many degrees is it? How's it, how's the BQE looking right now? Oh, let me stick my finger up your ass and tell you how hot it is. It's, how about that? It's getting pretty hot right you. now. It's yeah. getting heated right now. Yeah, it's getting heated. So Making them let's, wait. Let's talk the news. Let's talk about I mean, the news that happened a few days ago. Jonathan Majors, his his uh, his court case uh, was ended. He was found guilty of stuff. I'm not going into the details because honestly, I forget most of the details. But he was found guilty, fired by Disney. He's out as Kang. Yeah, these Marvel movies. What do they do with this Kang character? I mean, I think we're going to be on the same page as this. Do they recast? There's been a, a, a lot of people saying, "Oh, recast, recast." Uh, uh, who who is the actor from Star Wars, the Star Wars reboot? John Boyega. The, Boyega. He already did, put up a meme, basically saying, "No, I, I ain't doing that. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be Kang. You know, leave me alone." Which is great. Good for him. Um, do they recast or do they just pretend Kang never happened? Do they poochie Kang in these MCU movies? Now the Boyega meme. Mm-hmm. The situation with him saying no. Five years ago, it's the other way around. He puts up a picture of him as Kang and says, call me, right? That's what the move is back then because Marvel was so big, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is like, and not that he would do it. I mean, I'm just using that as an example, right? He, It might be, uh, it might be in bad taste for him to do that, but... The question, the thing I'm saying is that being cast in a Marvel movie five years ago would mean so much more to him than it does now. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's he he's not even taking that call, right? Right. Five years ago, maybe he doesn't do that meme or whatever, but he takes the phone call for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure mm-hmm. he has reservations because of how this what happened with this gentleman and what he did and all these things. Right. But. Right now, the fact that nobody will want to play Kang. I mean, you're going to have to really go down the list of people to recast Kang. Right. You really are going to have to. Right. You're in, you're in Todd Bridges' territory now. I think if Todd Bridges is still alive, which I think he's the last remaining live member of that whole ensemble. 
right? Yeah, of a yeah. different strokes ensemble. Yeah, yeah, we're talking Todd Bridges here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. so I I do think that they have to just throw Kang out. Yes, I, I, they'd be stupid not to take this opportunity. And you know, in Scott Mendelson's great, uh, his 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 great Substack, which you have mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you have to subscribe yourself, pay subscribe, buy subscriptions for your loved ones. Great mm-hmm. Christmas gift, a year for 50 bucks. You can't beat it. You owe this to him. Yeah. If you're a box office fan, you do owe Scott Mendelson a living and do not forget that. Mm-hmm. He said, this is a great thing for Disney. He didn't get into the fact that, you know, he didn't say anything else about what actually happened because obviously it's terrible what happened. But business wise, Disney is getting a get out of free, uh, get out of jail free card here. And if they don't take it, they are true morons. Mm-hmm. Kevin Feige has lost his fastball. If he does not, I mean, everybody's saying Dr. Doom. And you never want to be led by fans. You want to be an artist and you want to lead. But they're not artists. If they ever were, they're certainly not now. So listen to these dorks. Listen to these geeks. Listen to these Poindexters. Yes. Just make it Dr. Doom, you fucking idiots. Because yeah. there's never been a great Dr. Doom on screen. He's the biggest, most well-known uh, Marvel villain pre-Thanos because Thanos was... But like as a kid growing up, who was the big Marvel villain? It was Dr. Doom. Mm-hmm. Right? Just do Dr. Doom. And if you don't do it, you are so dumb. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Kang has got to go use this as a way to get out of this. People did not care about this current version of the Marvel storyline. Anyway, the, the shows have been much maligned. Just get out of this storyline. And, and I, I think Deadpool is the way you get out of this Deadpool three. You just have him make a joke about, Hey, remember Kang? And then, Remember how he went back to his home planet? Just do the poochy thing. Yeah. Kang died on his way to his home planet. Deadpool 3 makes a joke of it. Maybe Deadpool makes a joke about, hey, did you see that Kang was found guilty? Whatever. Whatever you do, Deadpool 3, quick joke, Kang's over, in the rearview mirror, and you move on. That is the only move to make for these Marvel movies. And like you said, just do Doctor Doom. Just listen to the the guys with pocket protectors and just do what they say because who cares? Because at this point, you're just trying to squeeze blood from a stone. So yeah. you might as well have that blood be something that people want to see. If you're squeezing right. blood from a stone and you're an outcomes Kang, who gives a shit? Exactly. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? All right, Clayton, the other big news dropping today, Warner Brothers and Paramount our meeting to talk about a merger. So Warner Brothers and Discovery merged a few years ago, and they can't legally, based on, I I think, the terms of that agreement, have any other mergers or acquisitions until this spring. You know, April, I think, is is the agreed-upon date, sometime in April, before they can make a move like this. Um, You know, I don't think... A lot of people are getting very nervous about this. I think that these meetings were going to happen. You know, this is very inside baseball, but Paramount, the size of that company, they are a company that's not going to be able to exist just stay, staying on their own. At some mm-hmm. point, they have to be acquired. They have to merge, whether it's Apple, whether it's Netflix, whether it's they merge with Universal, they merge with Warner Brothers Discovery. It's going to happen. Um, and not just because mm-hmm. Dead Reckoning Part One bombed. So the the box office yeah. of that movie is not the reason why Paramount can't survive, but it's going to happen. I personally, I mean, is I would love to see them, not love to, but get bought by an Apple. Maybe I hate to see the Paramount and Warner Brothers studios merge because you're basically getting rid of one of the big movie studios if that happens. Because once they merge, they're all the same thing. Look at Fox and Disney. Yeah. 
Fox doesn't really exist anymore. They're not making 20th Century Fox movies. They're making three, four small movies a year. And they're basically there just to give Disney the rights to the X-Men and the Home Alone movies and yes. you know, Avatar. And that that's it. So that would happen with Warner Brothers and Paramount. They would be one movie studio rather than two. Um, you know, it stinks, obviously, to have less, especially that Paramount is still a studio that does actually put things in the theaters. You know, mm-hmm. they put out Smile. They, they, you know, they put out their big movies, but they also do put out stuff like Smile that could have been Streamo movies, but was a box office hit. So, yeah. and my other thing on this is the fact that David Zasloff might have more power in the movie business is just very sad. Very sad. It's, um, it continues yeah. to fail upwards when he should he be would- running a shoe factory. As absolutely as much as Apple is a tech company, mm-hmm. they've at least shown a willingness to pay real filmmakers mm-hmm. to make real films and put those in theaters. Mm-hmm. Box office be damned. Zasloff is a mm-hmm. guy who would rather sell a movie to make ten million dollars as a tax write-off than release a movie and have it make. A hundred million dollars, right, in the theaters, right. The guy doesn't like movies. The guy doesn't like movies. So, if Paramount is bought by Warner Brothers Discovery and is put under that umbrella, it's going to be more projects that are going to be exnayed by a guy who hates movies. Yeah. And it's not even he hates movies because that would mean he's passionate. That would mean that he has like a heart and human emotions. He just doesn't care about movies. Right. Which I think is worse. It's I'd worse. rather talk to somebody who hates movies than somebody who is completely apathetic about movies. Right, right. Yeah. I, someone who has a true passion against movies is more of a human than someone who just looks at a movie and looks at a raincoat and sees the same thing. You know, that that is the worst yeah. kind of person. Um, there's... You, you see people who don't know anything about anything who the same way they got all excited when Disney and Fox merged because their first thought is, Ooh, all these characters are going to get to meet each other. Now, you know, there's people who are just so excited that Batman's going to meet the transformers or that, you know, that now we get to see the Looney tunes and they're going to hang out with Ethan Hunt because Paramount and Warner Brothers are going to have all their IP mixed together. The, yeah. the Ninja Turtles are going to go out and party with the the boys from the Hangover movies. Finally, and, Beavis and Butthead can make fun of Friends episodes. Yeah. And, and that's what a lot of people are excited about. And I mean, that that is to me the dumbest way to look at this. Like, ooh, all our IP are going to be together in the same room. It's not going to happen. If it did happen, it would be terrible. All that's going to happen is you're going to get less and less and less movies in movie theaters when this happens. So we'll see. That's what it's going to be. We'll cover this story as it develops. Obviously, everyone's got to meet. Meetings don't mean anything's going to necessarily happen. But at some point, Paramount will be sold in the next year. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely going to happen. Yeah. So we will see. David Zaslav getting more control over the movie business is a problem that the Beale Boys are going to have to do what we can to hashtag resist. You know, mm-hmm. that that's that's going to be a big story for 2024 is the Beale Boys resistance against David Zaslav in the movie business. Yeah. Um, Clayton, I mean, let's get to it now. Let's do it. Let's do our top five for this weekend. Are you ready? Are you yes. ready? Yes, yes. Do you want to lead off or do you want to make them wait a little longer? Do you want to do some traffic and weather before your top five? I was the make them wait guy, so I'm going to make them wait longer. You go first. All right. So let's do some top fives for this weekend. Um, hmm. I mean, number one at the box office. This is the big one. Wonka last weekend made $39 million. Aquaman is opening up. 
you know what? Who knows if this is just a crazy pick, but I'm going to say Wonka holds a number one. I think this Aquaman is going to be disaster. Wonka number one makes What's like twenty-nine. Wonka makes like twenty-eight million. I think Aquaman's doing twenty-five million this weekend. Uh, wow. I, I'm going with Aquaman making twenty-five. So then number three is going to be interesting. Well, number three is going to be migration. Migration makes mm-hmm. twenty. That's number three. Number four, Iron Claw, makes eleven million. Wow, you're going. This is nuts. I'm going nuts. I'm going Iron Claw makes eleven million. You no longer ask if I want to get nuts. I don't understand why you don't ask that anymore. Because you know what the answer is. Of course, I want to get nuts. But people want to hear that. Um, and then number five. Hunger Games is number five. So that's my top five for the weekend. Wow. And anyone but you maybe does an Armageddon time. Who knows? Okay. Wow. Wonka. Wonka holding. I mean, the, the story there, because we all knew Aquaman was going to go low. We just didn't know how low it was going to go. Mm-hmm. The story with your top five is Wonka holding. Mm-hmm. An amazing hold. Right? Do you think Wonka could go up? I don't think it'll go up. I think that is that's something that could happen between weekend two and the following weekend. Yes, I think that's where it could go up. And listen, I'm predicting a crazy hold. This if this movie drops fifty percent, that's totally fine. Um, but I I think it could I think it could hold and make twenty eight million this weekend. That's what I'm going. Wow. Okay. So I I'm gonna just because you went crazy with Wonka. I'm I'm going to go more standard just to make it a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're different. Aquaman, I do think though, Aquaman number 1 29. 29. Under that, I do think Wonka and I think Wonka makes like 22. Wow. So I do agree. 3 migration I do believe migration is 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 not going. It's the it is not Brie. We know this. Mm-hmm. Kids will go see it. I do think it'll do well over the Christmas holiday. But this weekend, Wonka rules all. Uh number four. I can't. I can't get to that number with Iron Claw. I okay. don't think. I don't think we can get to eleven with Iron Claw, right? But I do think. That it is going to end up making, you know, Hunger Games was at five. Right. So, yeah. So, I do think Iron Claw comes in at four, but I don't think it makes 11. Okay. I think it makes nine. Nine. Then, I do think, you know what I think? Fuck it. Godzilla minus one. Hmm. That's Clayton, the one. Can I read you boots on the ground reporting from our teammate, Wannabeo senior intern, Christopher? He went to see that movie tonight. He saw Godzilla minus one with his boys, with his bros, with his frat bros, with his brothers for life. Yes. Uh, big, big review here. He says, maybe- fans. Yep. Yep. So Christopher said amazing movie we both loved it so it was him and a a friend so one friend uh theater was about one half to three quarters full audience loved it too based off the reactions vibe of the theater he says did not miss kong did not miss kong that's what christopher says godzilla was done great favorite incarnation of him i've ever seen uh he was a straight up villain very scary uh, most important thing this film did was make me actually care about the human characters on screen, which the MonsterVerse movies failed to do. I was invested, did not mind when Godzilla wasn't wasn't on screen because the characters were so well-written. Uh, movie looks amazing for a $15 million budget. And he says, watching a movie with subtitles and no English dialogue does not seem to be scaring off audiences, showing possibly if the film is good, uh, good enough, more foreign imports could be coming to domestic theaters. So that is Christopher's boots on the ground reporting. Godzilla minus one. 
He loved it. His bro loved it. The audience loved it. So you might be right. This could come in number five for the Christmas weekend. I feel like Godzilla is out there stomping away, doing its thing. Yeah. And, you know, good for Godzilla. Yeah. This this yeah. this sort of thing, competition is great. This should light a fighter under Kong. You know, he's going to have a hot ass mm-hmm. like you had earlier. Yep. And I think that this is only good. This is only yeah. good. Yeah. Now, can we, since we're talking boots on the ground. Uh, got to. Yep. I think we need to read an email from wannabeo boy, Carlos. Yes. And he said, fellas, love the show, blah, blah, blah. Right. Love it. He's got boots on the ground. Talking about one of the truths that I spoke that he witnessed during Wonka last night. Right. The Inside Out 2 trailer hit and the 40-something-year-old dude sitting next to my wife absolutely lost his mind. He started getting euphoric and pontificating about how much he wanted to see it and how profound he found the original. The trailer for the re-releases of Pixar's Disney Plus victims then rolled and we got a play-by-play of the merits of each and his intention to hit theaters to see them. As this guy was literally the only one in the theater who cared about anything Disney showcased, I saw this as a ringing endorsement of everything Clayton has been saying and a low-key threat to my wife as Disney adults are unpredictable at best. Keep up the phenomenal work and Merry Christmas to you both. One of B.O. boy, Carlos. Carlos, all-time email. Yeah. Top tier all-time email. First email, all-time email. Carlos, you are correct. They are dangerous people. You should be scared for your wife. All right? You had the right reaction. And I think this is definitive proof of what I say on this show. Yeah. No, that was an incredible, incredible email. It was terrifying to read that accounting from Carlos of this Mm -hmm. Disney adult, 40-something-year-old, who is talking about how much Inside Out meant to him and then talking about how great Soul was and, and Turning Red, which whatever, people could like those movies, critically well-reviewed, but you're sitting in a movie theater for a kid's movie and, and and you're talking about that so out loud that someone else in the theater could listen to every word you're saying. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. And I mean, that that is the type of thing that scares people off from going to see these Disney movies, you know, these Pixar movies. If if there are Disney adults like that who are just ranting, who are just manifestoing mm-hmm. about Inside Out and Soul and that that kind of stuff keeps parents out of the theater because it's it's scary stuff. So thank you, Carlos, for sharing your truth with us, for sharing that harrowing account. I hope he was able to enjoy Wonka even after hearing this Disney adult pontificate about Inside Out. Um, hope that you know doesn't what, affect the Wonka business. You know what I'll say, though, mm-hmm. is that if there was a benefit here because Carlos' wife, who I'm sure loves Carlos to the end of the earth, yeah, looked at this 40-something-year-old Pixar fan mm. and looked back at Carlos and thought, never leaving this guy. Yes. Never. Because that's what what's out there. Yeah. That is what's out there. Yep. That, okay, they're when, not all Carloses. Nope. They're this guy. Yeah. Yeah. You get on your your Tinders. That's where we're And at. you're, you know, yeah. You get on your dating apps and you swipe, it's a, you know. Eh. Yeah. Oh, you could swipe on that, that Disney adult. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying out there. So, yeah. Carlos... Carlos's wife cling to Carlos like cold death because it could be so much worse out there. So much worse. Um, so yeah, I think we did it, Clayton. I mean, well, I, think- I, I don't think we did do it, Pat, because I do think we have another email that we briefly have to talk about. Go for it. Go for it. Do you know what I'm talking about here? Anthony, want to be a boy, Anthony, go for it. He's got a question about Ferrari and Aquaman too. This is an important question. Dear B.O. boys, want to be a boy, Anthony here. With the upcoming back-to-back releases of Ferrari and Aquaman The Lost Kingdom, two films starring Vinny Chase, do you think it's possible that we're on the verge of a Grenier-assance? 
So, of course, he's talking about how in the Entourage verse, Vinny Chase, he made Aquaman. So he made Aquaman 1. Famously, Vinny Chase did not come back for Aquaman 2. So this Aquaman 2 is actually a film that did not take place in the uh, Entourage verse. But, of course, the Aquaman character was played by Vinny Chase. And then we kind of forgot about this. But, yeah, Vinny Chase was in the Entourage verse Ferrari movie directed by Frank Darabout. Al Pacino co-starred in that movie. Um, you know, and I think that was a hit, right? His mm-hmm. Ferrari movie, because that would have been after he did Scorsese's Gatsby, you yeah. know, when his career was back uh, before he directed and starred in, uh, starred in Hyde, which of course was what if Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde were at uh, a, a DJ at rave clubs. So and drama won a Golden Globe for it. So yeah. There was a critical acclaim as well. Yeah. So the Ferrari movie in the Entourage-averse was a success, I think, bigger than what this Adrian, uh, this uh, uh, Adam Driver Ferrari movie is going to be, for sure. I mean, we'll talk about that next week. That's a Christmas Day opener. Um, will there mm-hmm. be a Grenier Renaissance? I mean, I don't think so. But I do think we'll gain a greater appreciation for Vinny Chase himself. The fact well, that we I see all of these roles that he initiated. I've said this. I've said this. Every Hollywood, and I said this last episode, uh, every Hollywood executive executive right now should watch every episode and every season of Entourage. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't know the history of Entourage, then you're doomed to repeat it, right? Yeah. Vinny Chase was a movie star. We are lacking movie stars. They need to figure out a way by watching those seasons, how do we get another Vinny Chase? Right. Mm. Because if this if we got Vinny Chase in the Ferrari in that world and it, it succeeded, why can't it succeed in this world? Right. Right. What can we take from this? Now, we right. love Adam Driver. Great SNL host. But as you said last episode, he might be a better SNL host than he is a butts in the seats movie star, a la Alec Baldwin. So mm-hmm. who's the Vinny Chase now? I mean, is it Chalamet? Is Chalamet Vinny Chase? Right. They, we need to figure that out. Right, right. I mean, it could be. I could definitely see, you know, I don't know Timothy Chalamet. We haven't had the pleasure of hanging out yet. But I could see Timothy Chalamet for sure having a turtle. Uh, mm-hmm. If you look at the modern potential movie stars, Chalamet is a guy who could definitely have a turtle hanging around. I, I think yeah. that's very, very possible. So it could be Chalamet. He could be our Vinny Chase. And... uh yeah, uh, maybe Chalamet in this Ferrari movie would have done better. We'll talk about Ferrari next week, but mm-hmm. this movie just has no buzz. No buzz. It is not going to be as big as the Entourage version of Ferrari. That's for no. sure. No. Um, great emails this week. So, of course, email us, the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Love getting your boots on the ground. Love getting your predictions. Love getting your harrowing stories of Disney adults out in the wild. So email us, the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social media. Read our Substack. stack. B.O. Junior Intern Jack is just writing up a storm. He's got results articles, predictions articles. Wrote an incredible article the other day about looking back at Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. A lot of great analysis on that. Right now he's got his preview analysis for this Christmas weekend is up. So go read what Jack has to say about all the movies we just talked about. So read our Substack, the Beal Boy Substack. Follow us on Twitter X. Follow us on TikTok. We got Wannabeo Senior Intern Christopher with the vertical videos, with the clips and the quips on those channels. So follow us at the Beal Boys Pod on social. We're YouTubers. Listen, if you haven't seen it yet, the web exclusive we did the other day, the BO after BO, where we did an unboxing of my gift from Exhibitor Relation Co.'s Jeff Bach. We did an unboxing, incredible video. You got to see it. It's only on the YouTube channel. So go to the YouTube channel for clips, full episodes, and web exclusive videos. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. That's all we want in our stocking this Christmas mm-hmm. weekend. Five-star reviews. In fact, we'll read some of the recent five-star reviews we just got. We got a whole new batch of five-star reviews that we love those listeners who did that. So join them. Give us a Christmas gift. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 
And for Christmas, and for Christmas, let's do love the show, ho, ho, ho. Five stars. Love the show, ho, ho, ho. Let's do that for us this Christmas. Yes, I love it. So, I mean, I think that's it, Clayton. I don't think we have anything left to say. There's, there can't be no. anything left no. to be said. No. Except for, until next time. Well, smell you, you at, at the, the Nailed it. Nailed it.